Hello and welcome once again to this week's edition of What's the Story here on ThePeopleChronicles.com. Make it a favorite. Please flag it on your browser, ThePeopleChronicles.com. Lots and lots and loads and loads of stories and all different um, venues and with all different hosts. This one is What's the Story. My name is Joe Painter. Joining us this afternoon is Chris Winters. And hello, Chris. Hello, Joe. I said this afternoon it could be morning. It doesn't really matter. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. You know, I, I targeted you, Chris, because Uh-oh. you you have um service is all over your persona, service. And I find it interesting because I didn't know this at first, that you actually started your career path in the service. And then it led to basically a life of service. So can we, we rewind, if, if you will, to how old were you when you enlisted? I was uh, 18 years old. Hmm. Um I actually had graduated from Central Catholic. Um, Bravo. Yes. Excelsior. <laughs> Excelsior. Um, and Mansion Maniacs, you know, through and through. But I I was brought up with, with, with service as an aspect of your life. I mean, my parents throughout my entire life have always served the public. I mean, in one way, shape, or form. I mean, for... My mother spent 10 years as a cheerleading coach for Amity Athletic Club and uh, the Amity Did Vikings. Did she? I didn't know that. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that about that, my mother. And uh, my dad, the same way. I mean, they were always involved, whether it was whether it was with the uh, Optimus Club down in Douglasville, whether it was coaching. My dad coached my basketball team as a youth in the youth league at uh, Amity uh, Elementary School. I mean, it was... Our church, Dad was involved with the parish council down at the church, St. Aloysius in Pottstown. So mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're brought up that way, um, you know, I became an altar boy. I was a Boy Scout. I mean, you, you kind of you were taught that the only way to live free and, and to do right by others is to serve them first and then yourself. But you were taught by example. You sound like the personification Correct. of children learn what they live. Well, we do, and and mom and dad and their love of people, mm-hmm. and, and to this day they both continue to do it. Matter of fact, I tease them that I think they do too much at at, at this point in their lives. But that's the way you were raised. You were raised, the, and and you were shown that the proper way to live is to live by serving other people, and that the only way you're truly free is by serving people and making sure that their needs are taken care of or helping them out. Because it's not always giving out, a, you know, something. It's it's sometimes just giving them a hand, mm-hmm. lifting them up, mm-hmm. making them uh, succeed where they otherwise would fail. But now you went to the nth degree. You could live a life of service in all of those ways you just spoke about, but you enlisted and went off to the Navy, correct? Well, but the funny thing about it is I originally, Joe, started going to Alvernia College. Oh, okay. As soon as I came out of high school, I was enrolled at Alvernia. And I did my first semester. And it was about midway through November. What I, year? That would have been 87, 1987. Okay. I'm trying to remember, recall where our nation was politically or, or... Well, it was the end of Ronald Reagan. Okay. And who, by the way, I absolutely adored as as a Democrat. I shouldn't be saying that, but I thought Ronald Reagan was one of the greatest presidents ever in my lifetime. Isn't that refreshing that it we is. can like either side? It's It's really the policy. And the really funny thing about it is I loved Ronald Reagan and I loved Bill Clinton. And there so, you know, <laughs> you talk about political offices. Both very powerful men. But they were and influential. They were influential and very Did good and, things. And the core of who they were is they knew when to be strong, but they also knew when to compromise and be civil. And that's missing in today's politics, but that's a whole other discussion. But 
I struggled my freshman year, my first semester. At Alvernia. Uh, Alvernia. My grades were great, but it was just like I felt this wasn't what I wanted to do. This wasn't who I was. I had grown. What were you studying? I was studying um, history, poli sci. Okay. Go figure. Um, <laughs> but I, I just didn't feel like I was connecting. I felt like I was going to class. I was doing the, the stuff. But I wasn't, it wasn't sinking in. So without mom and dad's knowledge, I went and started seeing a guy named Jesse Williamson. And Jesse was the Navy recruiter. And the Navy was always in my life. I mean, even in school. How so? Are there any other military in your family? My dad. My dad, dad served. Dad went to West Point. Dad served in the Army. Okay. Um, uh, my sister ended up being in uh, ROTC program when she was at, uh, at, at Dickinson. Did it ruffle feathers when you picked the Navy? It did a little bit. Uh, but, you know, we also have a family. We've had somebody in our family serving in the military since this, since our family came to this country in the in the late 1700s. Uh, the winners that, uh, were, were also related to the Schmales, the Reikonators, um, the Olympuses. We've had family members serving in the branches of service our entire history. My, my cousin and I have done a lot of... Uh, Again, modeling what we know. Do you think, if I can depart just a little bit, that ha- still happens today? I think so. I mean, you, you hear a lot of guys and a lot of young ladies. It's, it's, it's something that we have a responsibility to serve. Um, so then did it please your parents when they found out you were seeing Jesse? Well, Mom. <laughs> Mom wasn't real happy about it. Um, Why not? Well, you know, she was fearful. I mean, the as any mother son, would be. Yes. Um, but I was given a great opportunity to go into the nuclear program in the Navy, and, and it was, it was going to be a lifelong career. I mean, I would have come out of the Navy with a, a nuclear propulsion background and would have been – I could have wrote my own check to wherever I wanted to be. I mean, in that it was a fledging industry, and um, what happened? Because you're not in nuclear energy. I had a little bit of problem with physics. <laughs> right, not the easiest of, of courses. <laughs> so they gave me the Navy was great. They gave me an opportunity. They said, "Look, you are too. Your scores are too high. We can't afford to lose you. We want to. We want to send you into another program. So they put me into a cryptological technician receiver. So no, wait, they selected nuclear for you originally, but your aptitude put you into cryptology. They put me into cryptology and intelligence specialist. Yeah. So I was. I'm a, not surprised. Yeah, and I loved it. And um, and then I was assigned to uh, Groton, Connecticut, and. I, I went I went from Orlando to Fort Devens, Massachusetts to Groton, Connecticut. I loved being on the sub base. I loved being there. And did then, you ever go overseas? I did not. I did not. Mom was grateful. Mom was grateful. In, in many respects, any and mom would be. Until she got the phone call. What phone call was that? I was on duty. We were on shore patrol duty and uh somebody ran a red light and hit the vehicle I was driving and and I woke up a couple of days later, uh, well, a day later, with, with some injuries. Um, That's what you fear if you're overseas and here, it happened yeah. here, accident. Yeah. And it, it was a very unique situation. But then I came home. Uh, they let me go on leave. I came home, and I was home for the Vietnam Vets Memorial Dedication and uh, for the Central Catholic Holy Name football game. I was oh, home for that weekend <laughs> that's game. a powerful weekend. And, right. And... Uh, Coming down Penn Street, a woman ran the red light again. It was a second accident where somebody ran a red light in two weeks. And hit you. And hit me and destroyed my lower back. 
So nobody else in the car was injured except me. And How did you take that at that point? I mean, two accidents, you went into the Navy, you felt you found your place, your connection, and I, was, I guess the Navy career ended at that point? My Well, it was great. The Navy was great. They tried to stay with me because I had just applied to be go to Navy prep school. My numbers were good. I had gotten support of, the, of the, uh, my CO. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, everybody was pushing for me. I was really thinking, okay, I'm going to go to Navy prep maybe go to a college, do an ROTC, mm-hmm. you know, this was going to be perfect. Maybe someday I'll end, actually end up in the academy, you know, it, it was, the Navy was going to be my life. I loved it. I loved it. And um, they gave me six months. Hmm. And the end of six months, I couldn't pass any of the physical requirements. So I was Oh, they gave you six months to physically recover. And they worked with me, constant. They put me in a, they put me on guard duty. And I basically, you know, tried to recover. Physical therapy every day, exercise every day. So they did what they could. Yeah. And the body rules. Body ruled. It, this is a, it's sort of a departure, but I have to ask. Um, you are a veteran. Yes. And first and foremost, thank you for serving. Thank you. Um, do we take good care of our veterans? In here in Pennsylvania, we mm-hmm. take very good care of our veterans. Okay, when you answer it that way, that means it's not across the board, no, necessarily. I, I, I'm a lifetime member of the DAV, and, and I have a ton of veteran friends here in Berks County, and, and most of us have no real complaints about the VA other than the delay mm-hmm. and some of the things that happen. But as far as our quality of care, uh, I spent almost a month in the VA Hospital Lebanon back in 96, and, and they took the nursing staff, the support staff, and those doctors took incredible care of me. So... Uh, I have no complaints about the VA care. So we're doing it right here is what I'm hearing loud Correct. and clear. Um, what can we pass or share with other states where it's not going so swil- swell? Well, I think you have to have accountability and responsibility. And the, the problem I think we have in the VA system right now is you don't have accountability. The other problem you have in the VA system, and we have seen some cases here locally, is that the people sometimes like at Philadelphia are just not accountable. Um, but you saw that in Phoenix and Western states where accountability just was lax. So accountability is key, key. with the Veterans Administration. I suspect not just with the Veterans Administration. We're sharing conversation with Chris Winters here on What's the Story on ThePeoplechronicles.com. So uh, the career is over in the Navy. What is next? Let's stick around and listen to part two of What's the Story.